Hey, yo, the 1615 Media Group. I'm your host, Ronnie Ranson. And today um, I was reading a book in, uh, in my meditation time. The name of the book is called Mastery by Robert Greene. Um, I'm very selective on books that I read because sometimes authors tend to brainwash people with their own personal um, their own personal opinions, their own personal uh, ideologies. And so it's very, very important when you're reading books like this to be grounded first in the Bible. I'm going to just get that out of the way because these can be very persuasive. And some of these authors of these books, uh, they don't have the same God that I have. So I need to let you guys know that there was something in this book that did stand out to me. And he was talking about seven deadly realities. And I stand in agreement with him in this behalf. Some of these uh, qualities, or actually all of these qualities, um, are qualities that human beings have. We possess these qualities. You can take, you can take a, t- a set of twins, right? You can take a set of twins who were identical, born from the same womb, separate them into two different environments... You can have one twin in a pessimistic environment and the other twin in a optimistic environment. And as time progresses, you'll begin to discover now if they've stayed in the same environment um, that they that they were adopted into. You'll notice that the baby who grows up in the pessimistic environment will become pessimistic. The baby growing up into the optimistic environment will become optimistic. Now, before I tap into the seven deadly realities of human beings, I need you to first understand that the people around you make a huge difference in how you look at life. Now, I'm not saying all pessimistic people are negative. I'm not saying that uh, they they don't have willpower, but I'm saying the definition is tending to see the worst aspect of things or believe that the worst will happen. Pessimistic people are less likely to have faith. Optimistic people are more than likely to have faith. They're the ones that will say, you know what? I believe God can do this. Now, pessimistic people, I believe that you should have both qualities. If I had my choice um, of, of for everybody, I would say 70-30. I want to be 70% optimistic and 30% pessimistic. I believe that pessimistic people will probably go to the doctor. This is my opinion. They'll probably go to the doctor when they're sick and take care of the issue because they they don't want to be sick and they know that uh, their faith isn't going to overcome the sickness. So they go to the doctor and depend on medication. In certain cases, that's beautiful. Optimistic people probably like, I know I'm sick, but God got me. I ain't worried about nothing. No, sometimes you need to go to the doctor, brother. Okay, so there are benefits to both Uh, optimistic and pessimistic people in this book mastery by Robert Greene he talked about the seven deadly realities and one stood out to me or actually two stood out to me seven deadly realities you have envy conformism rigidity self-obsessiveness laziness flightiness and passive aggression now why did he call these things deadly realities how can being passive aggressive um be a deadly reality some people say well you know passive aggressive is the is the way you should be uh 
check out the definition of passive aggressive of or denoting a type of behavior or personality characterized by indirect resistance to the demands of others and avoidance okay avoidance of direct confrontation as in procrastinating pouting or misplacing important materials I understand that passive-aggressive people don't want to be confrontational. But in a situation, let's say, if you possess too much passive aggression and your family is at risk and they're getting attacked and you're trying to be passive-aggressive about the situation, that's a deadly reality because the reality is that someone could end up dead. So it might require you to be a little bit more aggressive in that situation. Okay? Or if you're working at a job and your boss is always on your case... You're passive aggressive about it all the time instead of coming to him like a man or woman and telling them what's really going on and what you really feel. You end up just letting them run over you because you don't want any conflict, which will sooner or later result to you going crazy. But you don't want to be confrontational. Learn the balance of these things. Too much envy will kill you. Okay, too much uh, conformism when you're conforming to the ways of others because a situation is trendy. You know those people that always want to be a part of the trend? They conform to everything. You know, for Christians, a lot of times it's, uh, you know, when the new church gets built and they got the smoke and TVs everywhere, all of a sudden you're filled with the spirit. Now, whatever it is that drives you to, uh, to get in church and to be around Christian people, I, I salute that. But don't conform to something just because it's trending. You get me? You, ha- you can have a building that has a good word of God that might not have the finances and the uh, income to get TVs and smoke. But then you get to the point where you, you would rather go to the church that has TVs and smoke, but you're not getting fed the same. So when you conform to things, you have to be extremely careful. Another one, self-obsessiveness, laziness, flightiness. Rigidity stood out to me the most. And I named this podcast Rigidity because rigidity defined is the inability to put out a shape or bend. You know, some people just don't bend. These people can be toxic, right? Some people do not bend. They are stuck in their ways. They don't want to hear no other opinion. They don't want to hear no other way of life. They are stuck. What they say goes. How they feel is how they feel. And that's the right way. You can show them facts and they still won't take it. There are the people that you can show something to. Well, uh, the sky is not blue. It's, it's actually purple. Brother, I'm just showing you what's on paper. Well, if you look at it and you mix these three colors, it ain't always that deep. If... If it's blue, it's blue. Some people, you know, I'm glad that you're smart. I'm glad that you that you have knowledge. But rigidity will keep you from growing. Okay? Self-obsessiveness. You remember in the book of Daniel when uh, Nebuchadnezzar had Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in captivity in Babylon. He wanted them to bow to him. He wanted to be worshipped. The result of that was a downfall. If you go further into the book of Daniel, when Belshazzar wanted to be worshipped, and Daniel was telling them, he was interpreting these dreams, and he was telling them that the the kingdom was going to fall. 
Because when you're after attention, when you're after being worshipped and praised, there is never a good ending. Because the only person that deserves to be worshipped and praised is God, the Most High, the Father of Jesus Christ. He deserves all the glory. When you want to obsess over yourself and you want to be prideful, we know that this is why Satan was kicked out of heaven. He was too prideful. He had too much rigidity. He didn't want to be bended and molded. He wanted to be worshipped and praised. There's only room for one. You're not going to be the most high over God. It's not going to happen. Envy was one of the other seven deadly realities. Envy comes from when you're so prideful. Listen, it's very rare that humble people possess envy. They might get a little jealous here and there, but they never really get envious over other individuals because I'll tell you why. When you are prideful, you want all the glory. And to watch someone else receive glory drives you up the wall. You say, oh, my God, he ain't nothing. She ain't nothing. The same thing that Satan said about God when God was everything. Too much pride will make you envy other people, even if it's for the smallest things. of Maybe it's what they possess. Maybe it's their hairstyle. Maybe it's their income. Maybe it's their car. It doesn't matter if you don't possess it, you get envious. Sometimes you can possess things and get envious when you see other people with the same thing you have. You're not you're not the hardest worker in the farm. You're not sowing the most seeds. So when other people bear fruit, why are you envious? Because you have pride and you want to be the only person that's worshipped. A seven one of the seven deadly realities coming from. The book of uh, Mastery by Robert Greene. In Proverbs, it tells us that a wise man seeks counsel and a fool relies on his own understanding. This is rigidity. Rigidity. Thinking that you can't be modified is dangerous. People who... um, People who don't want to be modified, you typically find these people always by themselves. There's nothing wrong with personal time. I spend a lot of time alone. But before I begin to become something, I get in the presence of other people and find out if it's the right thing to be. Not only do I get in the presence of people, I get in the presence of spiritually filled righteous people. Because righteous people... They, they attract each other. Kinship. Shout out to Mama Trish. Kinship attracts each other. You, you're going to be drawn to what you're attracted to. Or, excuse me, you're going to be attracted to who you are. When you, when you know you're a scrub, you go to places where other scrubs go. Because you know that you're attracted to that and they're attracted to you. And then y'all sit and talk about the people in the high rises because y'all don't have the confidence to change. You have too much rigidity. You have too much self-obsessiveness to want to be in the presence of other individuals. So then you become like King uh, Nebuchadnezzar and and, and Belshazzar and all these individuals who want to be praised and worshiped. And you forget that it's not about you. 
It was never about you. We're here to serve. When you can let go of when you can let go of your pride and gain a sense of humility, you will understand what God is about. In Nebuchadnezzar's praise, um, Daniel said something at the end um, of chapter four. Because at this point, we know that Nebuchadnezzar has tried to set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego on fire. And the last sentence in this chapter, he says, he is able to humble those who walk in pride. Now, let's go to 37 when Nebuchadnezzar said, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and glorify the king of the heavens because all his works are true and his ways are just. Nebuchadnezzar ended it with, he is able to humble those who walk in pride. It took him being humbled to recognize that the one true king is the king of all. He's the king of kings. Why wait to be shown the hard way when you can just listen? Don't have so much rigidity that you have to be placed into a bad situation before you realize that it was never about you and you're not always right and you don't have all the answers and you're and you're too prideful and you know you don't want any new friends because you think that your current friends they feed you what you want to be fed and you don't want to be told anything you don't want to be modified you don't want to be bent you don't want to be restructured you don't want to be renovated you don't want to be repainted to build more value you don't want you don't want a new roof over your head you're okay with the one you have and when I say roof, I mean temple. I don't mean house. Renovate yourself. Tear yourself down. Allow people to tear you down, but righteous people. And you'll notice that you, you had rigidity in the beginning, but you don't have to have it in the end. I'm going to get out of y'all's hair. I just thought I would share these things with you. Look up the word rigidity um, and read the book of Daniel and see how these kings didn't want to be bent until it was too late and you'll see all right if god ain't in it you ain't winning love y'all